Well, we are the Rolling Toe Show, and this is Kevin Beckett, and I'm Mike. there is Mike Beckett. Yep. And we're here on Thursday. Oh, the 20th. 20th. Of October. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in 2022, which you know, the first of our podcasts that you can find is 2015. Yeah, and now we're into 2022. And there was a three-year gap in there, there while was. we were on the radio. There was, yeah, it was. That was the the bad years. We call I, it. I don't know if it was bad, <laughs> but we did the podcast for three years or so. Uh-huh. Then we switched to the radio. Mm-hmm. And people who would listen to the podcast complained that they didn't have an XM subscription, right. so they couldn't listen to the radio show. Right. And now... Now we're going back to the podcast, and the people on the radio are saying, where the heck did you go? Where did go? Where are those people? I, I feel so bad I don't get to hear you. You do get to hear us. <laughs> yeah, you they can gotta, stream this stuff anytime they want. It's honestly easier. Yeah. <laughs> we're available on the Let's Truck app. Right. We're also available on your favorite podcast provider. Right. All of them. Yeah. And they're, they're just out there. It's... Uh, not a problem. Whatever you want to do. Looking forward to... Uh, so what do you have that's new and exciting this week? I mean, we skipped last week. Yeah, we, we, well, that was what was new and exciting. Just was doing the fun things at uh, uh, Baldy Proving Grants. Yes. That's, uh, that's a fun group there. Continental's a, a, a nice company to work with. And, um, well, Uvalde is... Is warm. It is <laughs> warm. Time of year. It is warm. Yeah, warmer than here. That's yeah. for sure. Let's see. How long have I been working with Continental? I think since ninety-seven. No, no, it was with uh, Roger. Roger Stansby was what I started with with Continental. Right. It was ninety-seven, ninety-eight, something like that. Something I started like with Continental. Many, 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 many years. Yes. Yes. Twenty-five years. Yeah. And we had. Tire dealer salespeople down there we did seminars for, and then that group left. Then we had fleet people down there we did seminars for. And yep, yep. Then we all left. Yep. yep. So it's all cool. And people that apparently we can't even name were there. Well, I, I don't want to name any of the <laughs> people we were with because I don't know if they want their name out there. Well, that's true. But one of them specifically, we couldn't even name them if we wanted to. Because... Well, they, they, they had a corporate <laughs> thing that they had to be. Right. Incognito. In fact, they walked around with bags over their heads so you couldn't see exactly. them. No. <laughs> they didn't do that. Uh, anyway, with, uh, one of the discussions I'd like to have here, just real quick, is uh, the one that we were just having about, uh, well, there is a company in the country that we were able to look at the numbers of alignments that they're doing. They're, they're advertising the number of alignments they're doing. Yeah. And if it's accurate, it comes out to now, well, let's, are, let's give an idea of how large the company is. Okay. This is a tire dealership organization. A dealer, yeah. And they have 80 locations. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't really want to give too many. Clues. That's okay. They have 80 locations. <laughs> You've got to give an idea right. of the size. Okay. Sure. To, so you understand the impact. Right. And they have alignments available. Right. Okay. I can't say for certain that they have it at every location. But, no, but what we do know is that alignment equipment is. Fifty to eighty thousand dollars per per system. location, correct? And they were doing how many alignments a year? Uh, well, they they did over eighty locations, seventy to five hundred alignments, which breaks down to about two a week. Two a week per, per location, yeah, per system. Yeah, and if you can just imagine spending fifty to eighty thousand dollars on a system, tying up an entire bay, which is not cheap real estate, paying a tech. And getting two alignments at an average cost in America of about three hundred dollars, yeah, six hundred dollars a week you're bringing in, yeah, for your huge investment, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel, I feel terrible that we weren't able to convince them to spend a fraction of the money. No, 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 <laughs> no. I feel today. terrible that I didn't get to sell them what they got, what they bought. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Right. I mean. Why don't we sell it for $80,000? I tried to sell our equipment for more once. Yes. There was a guy that I was talking to, and he was asking about our equipment. I told him how much it cost, and and he was talking with other people, and he says, I, I, I really like the concept of your system and stuff, but there's just not enough stuff. Right. Okay? And and I said, okay. I said, I'll tell you what. I will match the competitor's price. Mm-hmm which was like $40,000 at the time. Right. 
and I will provide you our equipment, and I will include a service truck. A service truck. That was my idea, too. I wanted to include a service truck yeah. for the price of their equipment. Yeah, he got pissed and hung up on me. Yeah, I know. Why, why are you mad at me? <laughs> I'm just trying to provide you a deal. That would have been a great deal. It could have been. I would think. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we have some callers that have called in already. So we do. We start going through these. We'll start with the top one. Uh, something about South Carolina and an alignment question. Uh, hello, South Carolina. How you doing? Okay. I got a question on a frameless steel uh, dump trailer. Okay. Okay. My money. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a company driver, but uh, I'm trying to explain to them, you know, that the rear axle is like off by like about, I'd say like a quarter of an inch. So mm-hmm. obviously it's going down the road sideways. Mm-hmm. But on those things, do you, you know, they have a trunk. I don't know if you're aware of frameless dump trails, how they work, yep. you know, they go yep. up. Yep. So now the, the four, you know, the, the U-bolts, the four U-bolts, if you unbolted those to loosen them up, Will that move on that trundle, or do you have to? Because what they do with those is they have those the, the brackets that the, the springs sit in. Mm-hmm. They tack well. They weld them in, you know, to keep them, you know, straight. Mm-hmm. Would they have to cut the welds off of all of those, or would they just have to loosen yeah, those U bolts over? It depends on which brand suspension you're talking about. I think okay, I have it in my trailer. I don't care about the brand of the trailer. I care about the brand of the suspension. Okay. Right. And let's say right. it's a hutch suspension and okay. there is a pair of leaf springs or stack of leaf springs on each side of the trailer. And the leaf spring right. goes over a center round trunnion mm-hmm. and the right. end of the leaf spring attaches to each of the axles. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yep. And, and as the load increases, the arch of the spring flattens out, spring. and the and the axles actually move apart. All right. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. And where the spring fits into the saddle on the axle, there's a retaining pin that goes up through a hole in the leaf spring. Right. Yep. Okay. There's no adjustment there unless you want to cut and weld. Okay. Right. All right. But the bigger problem that we have with those over time is that one leaf spring doesn't fatigue at the same rate the other leaf spring fatigues at. Right. Okay. And so when you're empty, they may both show the same arch. And empty, if you measured from one axle to the other and compared them side to side, you know, the right side split versus the left side, they might be right. the same. But when you load them, one spring flattens out, and so under load, they're not parallel with each other. Right. Right. Okay, so now here's the thing with okay, all right, Scott, I'm listening. No, that, that's about it. Okay, so so here's the deal with this one though. When I get when the load gets on it, it it, it straightens up a little bit. Yeah. But the yeah. but what I'm what I'm trying to explain now, if you look down at where the the bottom with a trunnion, see, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, with with frameless at all, you know. So the bottom, I guess the trunnion, that's the thing that they both pivot on. If you look right. at that on either side. Like, mm-hmm. and then you look where the frames, where, 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 that, where that, that bolt onto the top, you know, where the mm-hmm. bolt goes through the top and it sits on. Mm-hmm. If you look in between the, 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 the bottom of the frame, you know, the, 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 there's like on one side is like a quarter of an inch. The other side's an eighth of an inch, eighth of an inch. I'm vice yeah, versa yeah. on either way. So is, that's what I'm saying is that, that there's no way to loosen those bolts up and shift that. No, no, it's all fixed located stuff. If okay. You change, All right. You, you got to drill new holes, or you got to re-weld it in a different spot. And they built those, assuming we're going to build them perfect every time. And no, you're not going to adjust it, Mister Customer. Leave the damn thing alone. All right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they're telling me they can't do it. I just wanted to make sure that because I was telling my boss, I mean, I'm going to eat tires up like you wouldn't believe. And I'm getting ready, and and, and then like my front tires are starting to wear because I'm correcting all the time going down the road. You know, running Tulane in South Carolina. <laughs> yep. so, all right. It, it can be fixed. fixed. It can be fixed. Right. Anything can be fixed. Anything can be fixed. Right. You give me a cut and torch and weld rod, I'll fix it. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a hell of a process. It's, a, it's time consuming. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, right. That's and, and the yeah, problem yeah, that, is yeah. even if you fix the trunnion piece, which attaches to the, to the dolly truck, 
right? You haven't fixed the problem with the, the leaf springs that don't compress the same. The whole design <laughs> is designed to articulate over irregular rough ground and allow the axles to pivot individually from each other. Right. It's not designed to be aligned. Okay. So that, yeah. See what they what they did when they put yeah when they put the axles on is they didn't they, they, they either they had a jig was out of whack or they just didn't line it up yeah when they yeah. initially put these it's it's close enough mold it up get it out of here I got another one to do. <laughs> it's impressive I just started pulling this about two weeks ago and when they first got it I was behind before I drove it and went down the road crook and I said something to them and then when I got in it and was pulling it I'm like oh my gosh but so anyway yeah he told me it's a big to do but. I guess I'll have to deal with it, and I'll just have to pay eat, eat tires up. Well, when it gets to the point where it's costing more for tires than it would to fix it, then they'll decide to fix it. Right. Well, that's 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 what what they did. Here's what's crazy. When I went to the one sun, when I uh, that night I came back, and the next morning I had new tires on the two front on the front axle on both sides. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to see how long those tires are going to get eaten up before. He didn't tell me that, but I was. Yeah, that's that's the way it works. The timing starts okay. now. Okay. Okay, All thanks. Right. I appreciate it, guys. It helped out a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Um, let's see. We got uh, we got three more. So we got some talking that we're going to do. I got to talk to some people. I guess they, they missed us. That we I realized. guess they did. We were gone for a week. We're making up. Yep. yep. All right. What do we got? All right. This one, uh, trailer tire question. And he thinks it's a vibration also. Okay. All right. Uh, hello, Saturday. Hello, hello. Howdy, howdy. Uh, close. Yeah, you got it. All right. So um, I run a step deck, and I have uh, 255-something like that, 22-inch rims, low-profile tires, so my sidewall mm-hmm. is short. You know, it's not a big mm-hmm. sidewall. Right. Uh, and then it's a spread axle. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm getting some cracking on the sidewall of the, on the front axle. It happens all the time on the front axle from the side loading of the spread axle. And I'm getting little cracks on the sidewall on the front axle tires. Okay. Let me, let me, let me try to describe where the crack is located that I'd be concerned about. Okay. Okay. From the rim, if you measure up the sidewall, about three quarters or one inch, is that where it's cracking? Uh, but it depends. It depends. Huh? Uh, it, it depends. Some of them are closer to the rim. Some are, some are closer to the tread. Um, okay. Somewhere in the middle. Let's call it somewhere in the middle. Okay. Then that's they're a not different very crack. Deep. They're very... Okay. okay. All right. What I'm worried about is in the sidewall about an inch above the rim. Now, what happens is the steel cables that are in the sidewall of the tire come down from the treadle in the sidewall. They wrap around the bead bundle and the ends of it get folded back up and they're about an inch above the rim and they have to be properly banded and treated and if it's not done right, those ends will start moving and crack the tire, and that's that's a defective tire. Right. Okay? This other crack. Okay. This other cracking you're talking about is sidewall surface cracking, and like you say, it's not very deep, and they may not be straight. They'll be kind of zigzag or something like that. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. That's it. Is it primarily on the outside tire or could be on primarily on the inside tire? Well, it's so on the, uh, I only see it on the outside tire because that's where I can see from standing next to the trailer. I, I, I'm not going to look between the tires. That's too much work. Right. Okay. All right. So let's, let's talk about another thing then. How old are these tires? About two years. And are you in a Southern state? Kelly. I travel everywhere. Huh. Okay. Do you travel most of the time in southern states where there's a lot of sun and a lot of heat? Um, not usually. I usually stick to the northern states. Okay. All right. That'll, that's cutting down. See, ozone and sunlight 
will cause deterioration of the material in the sidewall of the tire and cause surface cracking. Okay. I'm I trying to find out. These tires are not old enough for that. Okay. Two, no, two years isn't. We'd, we'd have to be five, seven years. Okay. Right. So you're okay. eliminating some concerns I got. All right. So now the next question is on these 255, 225 tires, uh, you're carrying what? How much weight are you typically carrying on an axle? You're carrying the 17,000 pounds or are you running permitted heavier loads? I'm, I'm upwards of 20,000 per axle because the spread axle, so I can load 40,000 on each. Okay, so, and what inflation are you running? 110. And what does the sidewall of the tires say? 120-ish. Um, yeah. Mainly because I really... Yeah, so you're I, under inflated. I, I have a hard time finding a compressor. I, I have a hard time yeah. finding a compressor that will go up to 120. I understand yeah. that, yeah. but the, the sidewall of the tire, because it's a low-profile 22.5 tire, it says I need 120 pounds per square inch to carry the weight. Okay, and if you don't give me enough pressure, my sidewall bends too much, and over time it generates a heat and it starts cracking the sidewall. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Now, yeah, absolutely. And, now let me uh, throw something and, else and in there. Now, I now, wait, 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 wait. Let me keep going here. And you said this is primarily on the front trailer axle. Yep. Yes. Do you have a dump valve on your trailer so that you dump the air pressure out of one of the, the rear airbags when you go around corners? I have a lift axle on the front, but it completely lifts the, lift, lift the axle off the ground, not a dump valve. Okay, so, but, but that's the axle that's doing the cracking, right? Yes. Okay. All right, so that that's flipping me around. I'm going the other direction now. Because if you were if you were dumping the other one and you were really overloading it when you're going around a corner, now you got forty thousand pounds on it. And if yeah, you forgot no, I to, wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, you are doing that because when you lift the front one, you got forty thousand pounds on the rear one. Well, I wouldn't do that either. I would only, I have a scale on the rear axle, and I know exactly how much weight I have there. So if I if I'm not legal to lift that axle, I don't lift it, and I hardly lift that front axle for stability reasons, uh, even if I'm, you know, close to the limit on the, on the, on the, any one axle. And depending on the load, I do a lot of oversize. So if it's an oversized load and there's side winds, I leave the axle down the front axle for better stability going down the road, regardless and of when the you, weight. And when you corner the weight, the axles down, right? Yeah. Spread axle yeah. cornering that, is a and is a spread axle, axle. When you corner, you're dragging that front axle sideways. Right. Yeah. Spread axle is absolutely, and that's putting Which a lot of drag. Yes. Yes. But so the main question is: Is that something that would be considered out of service? Mm. And no. that lead that that so surface no. crash can that lead to a premature tire failure? Uh, it could conceivably, hypothetically in the speaking, no yes. lawyers are listening. Right. right. It could conceivably lead to a premature failure of the tire. Yes. Because of two things. One, you're running it underinflated and two, you're dragging it sideways. Okay. But as okay, far as looking at find the, a compressor, as right. far as looking at the sidewall of the tire and seeing this surface crack and saying, does that cause it to be out of service? No. You have to be able to open the crack up a little bit and look in there. And if you start seeing steel cables, yeah, you're out of service. Okay. Okay. Now, right. as I've mentioned, I remove these tires just to get some extra life out of them because nobody recaps them and they're trash after I'm done with them. Right. Uh, when I do re uh, re them, mm -hmm. uh, will that cause any, in conjunction with the crack, could that no. provide... Excess fatigue no. to the now. Okay, great. No. Okay. No. Now no I have a vibration question. <laughs> oh, and I it's an intermittent <laughs> vibration. We've come up so, with a standard solution for all vibrations. <laughs> okay. Okay. You need a, a new hood ornament. Don't care which one, and it's got to be chrome. Yeah, if you've got the duck, get a pig. If you got the pig, get a duck. Yes. I, I will I will take that under advisement, but this is a very uh, this is a vibration this is a vibration 
situation that you may not have encountered before. And it's, okay, uh, it's, me. A, a, it's an intermittent vibration. Okay. When I'm in my bed at home in the middle of the night, <laughs> I wake up with a vibration. The whole bed is vibrating and it wakes me up. And by the time I open my eyes to see what the hell is going on and realize I'm not just dreaming it, it goes away. The wife is snoring, apparently asleep, and the vibration goes away. Every time I ask her what the hell is going on, she says, I must be dreaming. What could be possibly going on? I know you guys are vibration experts. We are. What the hell is going on? Okay, this calls for an out-of-the-box solution. (laughs) Is there, on the headboard of your bed a pay device that you could put quarters in <laughs> uh, and is it is it failing <laughs> no no i don't have I, I i i don't you must have a different model bed than i do <laughs> and who are you paying <laughs> who are you paying <laughs> okay all right no I, i'm uh uh, well, I will put a, I will on. put some yeah. kind of chrome ornament on my headboard and see if that fixes the problem. There you go. And the other suggestion I have, because I've experienced what you're experiencing, okay? I think I know exactly what it is, okay? <laughs> you need to quit eating cauliflower and beans that creates gas. Because in the middle of the night... <laughs> in the middle well, of the night... somebody is. Somebody is. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, I will uh, take that under advisement. All right, thank you very much. Gail is open. I got to go. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cauliflower beads. Yeah. It could be. It could be. But in, By the way, if you're going to put the ornament on your headboard, make sure to screw it in nice and tight. Nice and tight. That vibration will knock it right oh, off. Especially. Especially. All right. All right, we got to steer... <coughs> A steer tire question from maybe Carol, Iowa. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. How's it going today? We're having fun. (laughs) It sounds like it. So uh, about three months ago, I rotated my steer tires. They are, they're Michelin's. They're about, I don't know, they're a year old at that time. So I flipped them side to side and um, didn't notice anything odd about them when I did it. But within about, I don't know, a month and a half later, roughly 9,000 miles, I started noticing my left steer tire outside shoulder, like the wear bar has, it's worn down for about three inches and it comes back up and then wear worn down three inches and fine. Mm-hmm. And it kind of does mm-hmm. that around the whole tire. Okay. Not, what brand Freightliner are you driving? That's an FLD 120, a 91. Oh, a 91. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that, that takes yep. care of that question. All right. Um, so so these tires have got 120, 150,000 miles on them? Uh, yeah, yeah, right around there. Yep. Yep, that. Okay. And what are you using for balance? I have Citromatics on it. Good, good. So rotating them shouldn't have changed the balance. Okay. okay. And this is an intermittent skip, and it's only in the outside decoupler groove, right? Yes. Yep. It's not affecting the main rib. Nope. Not at all. Looks okay. good. All right. Um, this, this, the outside decoupler is designed to wear to protect the main rib. Okay? Okay. A regional tire has a solid outside rib with no decoupler, and it'll start wearing on that little quarter to three-inch wide piece, and then it eats into the main rib. Mm. Got it? Yep. And that's why they put the decoupler out there so that it can't transfer into the main rib when it starts doing this. Right. Now, second part of it is the steel belts that are around the radius of the tire stop just about where that decoupler starts. So that outside part of the tire where the decoupler is, is not supported by steel belting. And any little old thing can occur to cause that to want to start wearing. And in order to protect the main part of the rib, that's why they use the decoupler on a line haul car, on a line haul truck. All right. 
So you can have an in-spec tight enough bearing, but because there's just the slightest variation, that decoupler will start to wear. And the, the interesting thing is it could have started on the right side. Right. Yeah, that's why I kind of figured it might have happened is it might have started over there, but... And it wasn't bad enough yet, but when you turned around, ran it the other direction, it says, oh, hell, I'm just going to go to crap. Right. Yeah. But fortunately, it's still just the decoupler. It's just a decoupler, and it's got yeah. 150,000 miles on the tires, and you probably got enough depth, you're going to get another 30,000, 40,000 out of them anyway. Mm -hmm. And as long as the decoupler does its job, I don't care. Okay. Okay? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I just, cool. just wanted to make sure of it. Not a problem, Thank you, I appreciate it, today. Drive safe out there. Yes. Absolutely. All right. All right. Easy question. No, very small problem question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But but those are the ones you want to ask about. This is right. like, do I have to worry about this or do I need to just ignore it? You don't want it to become a problem later. Right. 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 All right. Here's another one talking about an alignment slash tire wear issue. Uh, On a Malibu? Uh, Trenton. I don't know. Alignment. Yeah, hello. Hello oh. there. Yeah, hello, guys. How are you today? We're fine. What's up? Sounds like we're having a fun day. Um, we are. <laughs> I have been <laughs> dealing with, I'm, I'm just a company driver, but that doesn't matter. I'm still a driver. I'm, uh, okay. I've got tire wear, which I think might be related to alignment issues, and I've been trying to figure it out for about three months. Okay. And what, what, I've, we've come up with all kinds of different solutions and I don't like any of them, <laughs> mm -hmm. but right. in simple, I kind of wonder if it's something being skipped or misdone on an alignment that people that they have to in our alignment. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's start talking about which tire the tire wood problem is oh, on. Is on a steer tire the, or a drive the, tire? The, they're drive tires, but it's now starting to affect my pull to the right and the steer. And I noticed the front axle is, it's shifted to the driver's side just enough that it's noticeable visually and take measure as well as the rear axle shifted the other way. Yeah. But the alignment people we talked to says you're allowed a half inch and I'm within <laughs> the half inch. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, if this one's a half inch this way and that one's a half inch that way, that's not a half inch. That's an inch. Yes, you're, you're right. correct. And we, in our operation, will only allow a quarter inch, not a half inch. And we can, you can exactly. nail it to zero. And you can adjust it to zero. What brand truck you got? I got a Peterbilt 389 2020. Yeah. Oh, and it is easy to do. On yeah. top of the differentials, yeah. going sideways to the frame is a pan hard bar. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there's four bolts that hold it in place. And you can... Undo the bolts, got the washers there, and either change washers or stick a shim in, and you can slide that axle over so it's perfectly centered. Right, right over the the one that, the the end that's over the pumpkin. There's probably a half inch, a quarter inch, and an eighth inch washer around that bracket, and you can just swap them, side, you know, piece for piece to get it uh, centered exactly centered where you want. want it. Yeah. All right. So let's 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 explain, and you and you say you got a right pull, right? Well, it just started chewing up the right steer tire in the last month or so, and it's starting to pull yes. that way, yes. Okay, yep. so. That was that problem I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been in an outboard motorboat? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. If you mounted the motor off-center to the left, which way would the boat want to go? Well, it would try to go that direction. No, it tried to go the, the opposite direction. direction. Yeah, 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 the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, your drive axle, your front drive axle is off-center to the left. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the front axle is, yes. So which way is it going to push the front of the truck? Uh, to the left. To the right. To the right. No, yeah. remember, to the right. Because it's, 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 like yeah, yeah, it's got the opposite. Yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so okay. that makes perfect sense to me. You need to get the drive axle centered. Right. And I mean, that they don't, that, that, that they weren't bothering with the center raises concerns that they were doing the thrust correct. Yeah, they probably didn't get the drive axles aimed right because right. they started off center. Right. So the whole. Well, the, and that the, was. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, that was my question is, is if, if it's shifted that way and has been for a while and I just noticed it, mm -hmm. 
how come I can still let go of the steering wheel and up until last month it would go straight? Because the tires gradually fight it, the steers fight it, mm-hmm. and then gradually they get okay. beat up, beat up, and they finally say, "Out oh, of hell with it, I'm going to the right." Right. There's a the the natural forces of thrust, drag, scrub. Uh, those were and, and the off center is involved in all of that. Those were not correct, but they threw in a caster wedge on the front of the vehicle to give you the effect of driving straight. However, your right steer tire is still getting pushed sideways. Yeah. And over time, that uh, radial lead in the tire becomes a new force pulling it to the right also. Yeah, it finally gives up. Says, hell with that. You want to go that way, I'll go that way. Yep. That makes sense. Because what I'm getting is it started on the rear axle. It was just the outer outer tread eating out on outer end inner. And the mm-hmm. center was getting taller. At least it looked like it was getting taller in the center on all of the axles. But in all yep. reality, it was just scrubbing the outside on all four sides. Yeah, it, it, yeah they're fighting each other. Yeah, how far what, How far do you drive? What uh, Are you over the road or are you regional? Or yeah, I'm, I'm over the road and going up and down the hills, basically in the west region from okay. California, Arizona, Utah. Okay, well, that what you've got, you've got it figured out. You understand what's wrong. It's just trying to convince whoever's going to fix the truck that to how to fix, fix it. it. Yeah. And if they won't fix it, then the boss has to decide, okay, I, I'm tired of paying for tires. Let's take it to somebody outside and see if it actually fixes it. And if it does, then they can convince the mechanics, we've got to do it different. Right. So they can shim that, that bar that goes across the, oh, yeah. from oh, the frame. Yeah. Because I noticed that it's funny that it just seems to be offset the exact same direction the bar attaches to the frame. When I measure one side, it's 30 and a half inches to the outer edge of the tire and then the mm-hmm. 31 on the other side. Yep. And it's on opposite sides of the axle. So they're, they're each shifted that half inch, but it's the direction the axle's pulling, right, on that bar. From the right, and it's upsetting because it, it just takes a few minutes to fix that. It does, you don't need any extra special tools. You just need a 15, 16 socket and a wrench and an impact and gun. And you you just it. give it apart. You, you swap pieces, put it right back together, and you're done. And we find trucks with exactly what you've got all the time. It's not a big I, deal. I, I'm, I believe it. And then when he told me it's a half inch. <laughs> half inch allowance. I was like, well, uh, well, I'm within a half inch, but it's on each axle. <laughs> Wait, why, is, why, is, so, why is half inch the tolerance? Because they didn't want, uh, because that's the amount that they knew they were going to be off. So they, yeah, they said that yeah. it's up to. Yep. <laughs> so okay. they so when they did the alignment, they probably just offset something to make it still run straight, even though that axle. Because I was wondering, how could it be running true if that axle is that far off? There's right. lots and of ways that, to do it. They can adjust something else, but not those can, shims. That we can the band-aid out. this sucker all day long so it doesn't bleed all over the road. Right, except <laughs> I like that answer. Right. I'm going to use that one. Thank you, guys. Okay. I appreciate it, and I will uh, share that information. It's all right. All you right. have a good day. Bye. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, that's the problems. All right. Then we got one last caller and if anybody else wants to call in they can at 855-950-3835 i don't think i've given that number out uh during nope, the show. this is the first Everybody time do it but uh yeah again it's 855-950-3835 if you have any alignment related tire wear or vibration questions uh the one last caller here is our good friend shauna gray so let's see what she has to say about vibrations, probably. Hello, Shana. Well, howdy, guys. How are we doing today? We're having okay. a good Great. day. Yourself? Oh, I'm looking forward to the weekend because instead of, you know, 20 degrees in the morning, it's actually going to be almost 80. And we can just nice. have our Indian summer and pretend that the white stuff isn't going to be here anytime. That's right. <laughs> so. No, I just had to call in. I don't know if you saw my uh, gig day yesterday. I had to put it on the alignment services group. Actually got called to a truck stop to the guy, you know, I needed a line. I don't think he knew the difference between uh, balance and a line to begin with. So I knew Gabe was going to have a bit of a difficulty, but to see a truck like this on the road, I mean, brake drums, totally missing. 
Brake yes. cans completely rusted out. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I got a lot of slack. So I thought, I'm going to call you guys in because they're like, I can't believe you let them leave. Well, we don't have any say when right. we're at the truck stop. I mean, if they're right. in my shop, no, you're not leaving. So, mm-hmm. but just to keep everybody at ease, I got to talk to my favorite Captain Brower of the South Dakota Motor Carriers Association. <laughs> and we're going to make sure that these trucks, don't. you know, I, I got my family on the road, everybody else, you know, when you do your stuff, but I don't think I've seen one that bad for a long time. So that truck was ugly. Is that just one axle? Uh, no, that, that's both. That's both. I just yeah. couldn't believe it. And, and, you know, and the kicker is, you know, Gabe goes all the way over there and does, you know, we won't align anything before he does the inspection just because sure. we're not going to fix something that's not going to work. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we, you know, they got to get stuff fixed, you know, we're going to charge you for a mechanical inspection because we're mm-hmm. taking our time to do so. Well, this guy wasn't even, he wouldn't even pay that. So that gives you a clue. Yeah, wasn't worth fighting over, uh, but no, it's been busy, and I've got all these farmers and harvest, and everybody's like, I need to get in line, but uh, we're not leaving the fields until we're done. So, mm-hmm. so have a little bit of openings next week, uh, get some people in, and hopefully yeah. about all the hunters get into South Dakota because our pheasant season has been really good so far. Uh, my husband and, and dad went out and they had their limit like within two hours. That hasn't happened in three years. Whoa. So. Whoa. Nice. Lots of birds. Exactly. Now, during COVID was the hunting season uh, less? People didn't come so that the bird population came up? Or did it oh, no. That doesn't, we're in South Dakota. We didn't <laughs> shut anything down for COVID. Well, yeah, but I mean, our, our governor. Yeah, but people from out of state might not have been coming in. Uh, oh, I think but, there there was quite a few. You know, you'd be surprised. I mean, even at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, I mean, there was it wasn't the highest ever, but you know, people still came here, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's part of my opinion. Letting people make their own choices, and mm-hmm. we got we got to do that. But we have a lot of family from out of state that came hunting last year, and yeah. uh, they're this year. We got a lot of them over in Minnesota. So cool. Cool. Yep. And, right. and just to, on a note, since my husband, my husband knew I was calling in, he was must have been listening earlier because he told them uh, that I'm supposed to get a, a an ornament for our bed. snoring. He said it was snoring. I'm pretty sure it has to do with the cauliflower and everything else. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have a great week. Thank you. You have a good one too. All right. Talk to you later. You All right. Bye bye. Bye. Chrome ornament on the bed. Don't get a new thing going here. Yeah. <laughs> Ornaments chromed to prevent vibrations. Vibrations in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Um, all right. So let's see. We don't have any colors now. Mm hmm. But if anybody did want to call, they can call 855-950-3835. And yeah, I, I'm, we're going to end up, I'm going to end up making a video, one that just specifically covers this issue of the caster wedge that caused the situation this guy had where he thought it was driving straight to begin with, but in a month or two, it's not driving straight anymore. Right, right. Uh, yep. And uh, more people need to be aware of what they're walking into. Well, and if they want more things that they can follow instead of waiting for a phone call here, right? they can go to our website, yes. mdaline.com, and you can go under the products tab. You'll right. find the online video library. Right. And there's, what, 20, 25 videos on there? Quite a number. Various things talking about our lasers, but talking about right poles, talking about bearing adjustments, talking about lots of different things. And as we get time and we're bored, we make another video and put it on there on a different subject. Mm-hmm. So those are free. You can look at those anytime. Right, right. You can also, on the products tab, you can find our books. Right. You can either buy them on our website or you can go to Let's Truck website. They sell it to their store. Too. Glad to handle it either way. And if somebody is 
thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to do my own alignments. Right. I got 25 trucks. I want to fix my own or I want to get out of a truck and set up an alignment business. We have portable alignment equipment. We're glad to help you with It's It's not a problem. Right. Right. All, there's a, there's a shop locator on there that shows you where all we have locations and you get the truth be told there's not enough. We only got about 200 public shops that actually use our equipment. Yeah. We have lots more public shops that don't want to be on the shop locator because they've already got enough business. We've also got tons of fleets that use our equipment. Well, they don't want people driving in. Okay. We've got manufacturers like Wabash Trailer that use our equipment and manufacturing, but that doesn't need to be on the list because you can't go in there and get it fixed. Right. But we're always looking for more shops Mm -hmm. that want to do our stuff, that want customers stopping in, and we can put them on our website. You know, we're we're right. looking to build the, the, this up to provide service. The biggest complaint I get, people say, well, how good are those shops out there? I said, well, if I got complaints, they come off the list. Right. So if they're on the list, they're okay. But the biggest complaint I got is people said, I called shops on the list and I can't get in for two weeks. Right. Well, yeah. Because I, we just don't have enough I don't shops. have enough shops. So, yeah, so if, if either of these problems are true, if there is no shop in your area or if all the shops in your area are too busy to get a hold of you, then, you know. Start your own. To, or if you know a good shop in the town, tell them to call us right. and we'll get them set up. Either way. Yeah, we don't care. We'd love to help. There's, uh, there's people with problems and we want to fix them. Years ago, when I wrote the first book, the Iowa Trucking Motor Truck Association asked me to do some training programs for the Fleet Maintenance Council. And I thought about it. So, well, I do alignments. Why would I want to teach them how to do alignments? I mean, you know, that's my business. And I realized I don't want to do everybody's alignments. Right. I just want to do enough to make a decent living. Right. So I went in and taught them a whole bunch of stuff, and some of them started doing their own. And some of them called me up and says, we don't want to do our own. You come in and fix ours. So it worked both ways as far as I was concerned. Now we're at the point where we really... MD alignment here in Des Moines, Iowa doesn't do alignments anymore. Not anymore. Because I'm kind of semi-retiring and Kevin is taking over the in-house sales and technical stuff. He doesn't have time to go do alignments. I don't. So Iowa Truck and Trailers taking over. Right. And they're doing a good job. And they're not the only ones. Since we've sold more equipment in central Iowa than anywhere else in the United States. Yeah. And there's still work to do. And so all over the country, we need people that want to do alignments the right way. Right. I was talking to a fellow... Do we have calls I'm interrupting? Yeah, there's an auto screen trying to take place. Okay. I was talking to a fellow down in Uvalde, Texas, about alignments. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, what about some of the major truck stops? They've got alignment equipment. They have yours? I said, no, they don't. And I said, in fact, some of our shops that are out here like the fact that those guys are using our competitors' equipment. Right. He says, it's the best advertising we get. He says, what do you mean? He says, we get to redo their work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're always, we're always fixing their mistakes. Yes, and it's great. <clears throat> and some of their mistakes are as simple as what Shauna was just talking about. That truck was a wreck. Right. Well, many times guys will go to a truck stop and get an alignment and it still doesn't work right. They wind up going to our shop and we look at, well, the bushings are gone. The bearings are loose and the kingpins are shot. Right. But why did anybody align this thing? Right. They were paid to do alignments, not fix trucks. Yes. And they so, don't get paid to reject them. Right. So, yes. Yeah. As, as Gabe found out, he did not get paid to reject that truck. He just, right. Right. Yeah. But if he put his name on that alignment. Oh, man. Yeah. That's not good. No, we don't want that. All right. So what do we All got? Right. We have one. I don't think this is uh, an accurate auto screen. So we're just going to see what he says. Hello. I think it's Devin. Hello. Yes, gentlemen. How are you today? We're good. Yourself? Doing really well. I have a question. I have a 2006 Peterbilt 379. My son tells me it would be way cooler looking if... uh, the front end was a little lower. It's the airbag, the tall airbag suspension, and it's got a, like a three-inch spacer under the front leaf screen. Yes. I just I told him I knew some guys that would know what what would be the pros and cons of taking that spacer out from under the 
front springs and lowering it. What okay, can you that, tell me? That spacer has a three-degree taper to it. Right. And that's what sets the caster in the front end of that truck. So if you wanted to take it out, you would have to get a three-degree tapered caster wedge that's much thinner yeah. and set it down on that. Okay. We have a lot of them that we've taken out just sitting around, but yeah. you'll have to you need a three-degree tapered wedge. Okay, that's one. Second, you're going to have to need new U-bolts because the threads are going to be in a completely different spot, and those old U-bolts won't tighten up. Okay, so that's fine. That's no big deal. When you lower it, you're going to change the angle of the drag link coming from the steering gearbox to the axle, and your steering wheel is going to change position like about a quarter of a turn. Because, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that means that your steering gearbox is no longer centered. Mm -hmm. Now, most steering gearboxes, that's not a major problem. So you might just take the steering wheel off of the steering column and recenter it where you want it. But then you may find that the steering wheel turns more turns to the left than to the right because everything's off center now. Right. Okay. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All of that being done, it's not going to affect anything else on the truck except it may ride rougher or better. I've seen it go both ways by lowering the front end. Right. Okay. So that's your good and bad. Okay. So it doesn't have any effect on the, the angle, the frame rail angle, putting more pressure on the front drive axle or anything like that. Yeah, it's going to change things a little bit, but not enough to get excited about. A three-inch change in a 250-inch wheelbase is only going to change the pitch on the rear end of the truck maybe one degree. That's, that's nothing to get excited about. Okay. That is some good information. I appreciate that. One more question, if you, if I may. Oh, we charge triple for the second question. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> dare. Right yeah, you can't afford three questions. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep it with two then. There you go. All right. I, I had a, a Yokohama tire on my trailer, red mm -hmm. axle flatbed trailer. Uh, and when, it, when most of the tread got about half worn out, there was one spot in it that was completely worn out. Just a, uh, and it was a little bit of a diagonal across mm -hmm. the tire. Mm -hmm. It wore out. The rest of it had half, half the tread left. What caused mm -hmm. that? Okay. Was it an inside tire? Let me think. Uh, yes, I believe it was. Okay, and the and the cup started on the inside edge next to the frame, and then worked its way out into the tire in a diagonal, right? Yeah. Okay. First of all, let's talk about what causes a diagonal. The tire underneath the tread has steel belts, and it has plies that angle across the tire at about forty-five degree to sixty-degree angles, depending on the brand. Okay. The tire starts cupping on that inside edge next to the frame, either because the axles are flexing or because the wheel bearings loose. Mm -hmm. And as it starts cupping, it gets out of balance and that tire starts wiggling. And then the tire will jump up off the ground. And when it slams down, the tire tries to twist to match the ply underneath it. So the cup, when it lands, starts coming at a diagonal. Now, the shock absorbers keep it from jumping too many times, so you only have one or two cups. Okay? Okay. So it wasn't, typically, it wasn't a tire problem. It was a mechanical problem in that wheel position that caused the cup to start, and then the cup became a diagonal. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, shock. A good shock would help, and then uh, bearings, you say. I would be checking the bearings. Uh, I, I need to see what brand the suspension is, whether we might have some axle flex there. Uh, the fact that you only had one cup or two cups means the shocks were okay. They, they weren't broke. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking at this other stuff to figure out why it did it. Okay? Okay, just one, one spot in the car. Yes, sir. Okay, well, thank you so much. Appreciate your help. All right. You're good, well, you have a good day. Yep. All right. Yeah. All okay. Right. Oh, there's one. 
We got five minutes. Oh, this is okay. We got five minutes, and this is Matt in uh, Indianapolis saying hi. So, hello, Matt. Hi, guys. How are you today? We're doing good. Yourself? I'm doing well. I I am experiencing experiencing Whoops. vibrations. Yep. Oops. You still there? there? We're here. Oh, okay. hi, guys. Oh, yeah, I had a little. Little technical difficulties. It was still going on the app and on the phone line. That happens. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I'm looking forward to working with you next year. Cool. That would be great. This is Matt out of Indianapolis. I was listening to you uh, talking there at the end of the show, and uh, uh, you're going to have another shop out in Indy. Awesome. I'm always looking for more people. There's more work than we can handle. Yes, there is. Now, on that list, back when I did my carpet cleaning business, what I used to do with the customers was uh, you pay when you're satisfied, and you're the, you, the customer, the one that decides when you're satisfied. Does that, right. does that, keep, me on the, does that keep me on the recommended list? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Are you going to be able to pay your bills because you got paid? Right. <laughs> oh, we're going to do it right. We're going to get paid. Yeah, well, that's right. fine. The only right. thing we worry about is if somebody calls up with a complaint, and everybody gets a complaint once in a while, right. is we call you and say, hey, this guy's got a complaint. Why don't you try and work it out with him? Right. And 99 times out of 100, they'll get it worked out. Now, if the, guy, if the customer's a complete jerk and you yeah. can't get it worked out and he's not being reasonable, I throw those complaints away. Yeah, we can't. But if it's a legitimate complaint that. and didn't get the job right, nobody wants to help it, okay, fine. He comes off the list because he's not taking care of the customers. Right. No, that's why I'm going to be one of your uh, – would it be – would franchise be the right no, word? We're not or? A franchise. No, we're we do not, not franchise. franchise. We just sell equipment and train people and try to keep an organization together where everybody's happy. Right. I want to do it the right way, and I can't get anyone to do it the right way, so I'm going to do it myself. Awesome. It's a great idea, buddy. That's great. That's uh, yes. Uh, one of our great friends in the industry is really uh, somebody we can recommend. It's helping everybody driving through. We like that. That's, that's like our that. guys. Well, you too. Right. Stay safe out there, and we look forward to working with you. Yeah. Looking forward to it. On the way to uh, Tennessee now, and uh, we'll uh, great show. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, sir. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Colin. All right. All right, I think we're there. I we're there. We're we got it's a, time. We got some stuff to do, and we're gonna uh, have pizza. I hear it's pizza. Yeah. All right. That's the stuff that we got to do. It's a pizza day. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. We don't yes, have we anything stopping. I won't be back next week. You won't. I won't. I am flying. I have to do out. this by myself. You have to run. It Are yourself. you going to show me how to do this? Um, I. You already know. I already it's know. not hard. And there's okay. instructions. I need instructions. All right. All right. All right. That's it. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next time. All righty. Bye. Bye.